When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Happy hump day. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Lawrence is here as well. Monday, we did the top 10 goaltenders. Tuesday, we did the top 10 defensemen. Today, we're doing the top 10 forwards in Blackhawks history. And you can see I pulled my Tony Amante Blackhawks jersey out of the mothballs and onto the set, the old Nike-style jersey. I really like that one. Still got some uh, nacho cheese stains on it and barbecue sauce on it from all those games at the UC. But so uh, 300 level? Amante? They might be. Yeah, they might be from Tony Amante himself. Oh, man, the 300 level 90s nachos. Patrick Sharp. Mm. <laughs> we'll get into it. We're going to get into the whole thing. Yeah. Ah, we appreciate you being here. Make sure you smash that like button for us. I saw that the Bears podcast got like 700 likes. I know they have a lot more viewers than we do. But damn it, let's get to at least 75 likes today. Holy yeah, moly. Sure. Smash that like button for I mean, us. If we had 53 players to talk about, we'd get that many That's likes true. Too. The top 53 players on the current Bears roster. If you're looking for the Bears show, it is not us. <laughs> yes. It is at 4 o'clock. Yeah, someone was very confused uh, yesterday. Um, so, yeah, smash that like button on YouTube. Make sure you're following our uh, YouTube page on YouTube as well. Podcast listeners, follow, subscribe, whatever your app calls for. And if you got 30 seconds and a kind feeling in your heart, leave us a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also want to let you know a couple things going on here at CHGO. Today is your last chance to save huge on a diehard membership. $60.00. Gets you an annual diehard membership at allchgo.com. You get a free t-shirt as soon as you sign up. So there's 30 right there. You come to one of our tailgates, one of our United Center takeovers uh, with all the free drinks and food you get. That pays for itself. Mm-hmm. Boom. Boom. Very easy. Boom. Very uh, reasonable deal for membership. The regular price is reasonable too. $60 is an absolute yeah. no-brainer. The sale is an, is an absolute steal. I believe our, our GM, Jake Flanagan, said it's about $0.17 cents per day. So, you know, you could put that towards the sick puppies or you could put it towards being a diehard. Sounded like Sally Struthers there for a second. Yeah. Just $0.17 sec- <laughs> cents a day. I said yeah. 17 seconds. You know, anytime 17. We'll get to that. We'll get to that seconds later. Seconds is always followed by it, no matter what we're talking about. <laughs> also, yeah. If you're already a diehard, or you just don't have in the budget right now to do the uh, diehard uh, membership, shirts in the shop, 
all week are $24. Big markdown Big on all t-shirts and hats in the CHGO Locker. Go to CHGO Locker right now to save. And yes, of course, if you're a diehard, you will save on the sale price. Mm-hmm. You just add that 20% to whatever's happening at any time, and you will save on events, on shirts, even when they're on sale, everything. So lots of ways to save this week at allchgo.com and chgolocker.com. All right, before we get into our Hawks list, the reason we're doing our rankings this week is because it is rank week here at CHGO where we're ranking the top 25 all-time Chicago athletes. And today we're going to reveal numbers 15 through 11. Two Blackhawks on this list. Coming in at number 15 is Duncan Keith. Yeah, would have been timely if he was on the list yesterday. Yes. Yes. A nice segue. But number works out anyways. Number 14, Brian Erlacher. Number Solid. 13, Ryan Sandberg. Solid. Number 12, Bobby Hull. And number 11, Sammy Sosa. Oh. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Samuel Sosa. It's a, it's an interesting list for sure. It's a good one. It's a good one. I, now, now you're getting into the undeniable, like, top 15. The like you cannot, le- Legendary players cannot mention Chicago sports without mentioning these these. Uh, these athletes and uh, we talked about Duncan Keith yesterday and, and wax poetic about him uh, very I think very fair that he's inside the top 15 because when you think about the impact of Duncan Keith to the grand scheme of Chicago sports he kind of gets lost in the shuffle sometimes because how unassuming he was um, but you talk to a lot of Blackhawks fans and a lot of even casual fans too They'll say, "Well, Duncan Keith, that was my that's my favorite guy, you know of that of that time." And uh, I think it's fitting that he's here at 15. Yep. Yeah, I probably would have had him a little bit higher, but it's good to see that as our entire staff voted, and not just the Hawks people or the Bears people right. or whatever, uh, that he is represented in the top 15. If I had to guess where it was going to go ahead of time, I didn't think he would crack the top 15. Uh, glad he did. I personally have him a little bit higher, but we watched every game he ever played. Right, right, yeah. So we have a little closer of an understanding there, and I'm sure there's guys on other teams that I probably undersold, so it all kind of evens out. All right. You guys are big Cubs fans. What are your thoughts on Sammy Sosa being at 11? Look, Uh, if not for the steroids, and we'll have the full reveal show on Friday, which I was part of, if not for the steroids, he's one, two, or three. Honestly, he's uh, he's up there of of the – I mean – the things he's he did were unprecedented. Yeah, but he played in a steroid era. He's being punished accordingly. I think Bobby Hull would be h- higher on this list if he was not such a detestable human you could being. Probably say that about Erlacher uh, over the past few years, saying some rather yeah. dumb things. Yeah. Um, but uh, Sosa, right outside the top ten, I'd had I had him higher on my list. Cause, uh, yeah, you, you got the steroids, the cork bat, but he played in an era where everybody was everybody. doing it, yep. and it was pretty much encouraged. Not Frank Thomas. Right. Yeah, but he was taking Nugenics or whatever. That's just as good. That, that's, that's, that's over-the-counter steroids. Yeah, According yeah. to him, you know, he gets some great boosts from that. And Strong so, like bull. Yeah. So does his he, Mrs. Thomas. Yeah, the ladies um, like it. So what he says. What Sammy Sosa did for just not only the Cubs, but the game of baseball in that summer of 98, it's hard to top that. That, that McGuire-Sosa thing was un. Believable. I don't care if they were both juiced to the gills. That was fun as hell. Yeah. I mean, they were on the cover of Time Magazine and Newsweek. Right. Like it was, it wasn't just a sports story. It was a news story. It that was, was so cool. That was a, the year after I like became like a a baseball following kid at that time, and that was just it, it's an unforgettable uh, 
unforgettable year for for, for baseball and, and Ken Griffey Jr. was part of that race as well too. Um, that was the, I just remember that as a kid being just like not not knowing what was going on at the time. None of us did, uh, but just watching those home runs just sail 500 yeah. feet like it was nothing was just like I was, I was at the game. He hit he hit one 508. And we were actually sitting like kind of behind home plate, and I swear I saw smoke come off of his bat, <laughs> and the ball was gone. But like you knew the second he hit it, it was gone. And the way really, you, well, it's still there. Kenmore Street is when it's like right over left, uh, you yeah. know, right beyond left. It's where all the ball hawks yeah. stand. Yeah. There used to be a tree there. It's the 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 house Glen Allen Hill is. Yes, on that tree. yes. So <laughs> there's yeah. a tree right next to it, which is about rooftop high, and Sosa hit it over that tree. Yeah. It was unbelievable, right, and that right. he—I mean—and for me, the All-Star game in Milwaukee, where he was just hitting light panels. That I was—I was there for that home run derby. That was insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from basically from like the first of July to the end of the year, Sammy Sosa at bats were appointment television. Yeah, you didn't—you didn't, you didn't you stop what you were doing. You didn't necessarily watch the game. You were just like, okay, Sammy's up. Everybody, shut up. And then once he was <laughs> off, you probably flipped the they channel. They would cut to it on it. the news. Yeah. They would cut to it during other sporting events. It was amazing. Yeah, just, it's such a cool. You're, we're never going to see anything like that again, right? Because you know the home run records have kind of because of it, all those you know Bonds then later does it, but when Bonds was chasing it, it was not that big a deal because you know everybody had gotten tired of the juiced up baseball players at that point. But yeah. and, and that sixty one had. had been a record for almost 40 years yeah so it that had more prestige and breaking a record that was set five years ago right like so yeah very very good stuff yeah i think sammy's punishment is that he's only 11 yeah yeah you know all right let's get to the hawks list here uh so top 10 forwards coming in at number 10 is number 10 himself which one tony amani patrick sharp oh duh. Ooh. There he is, <laughs> Patrick Sharp. Obviously, a huge part of the Stanley Cup runs. Um, I think full disclosure, neither Greg nor I had Sharpie on the list. No. Uh, I, where I did you have him on yours? I had him at ninth. Okay. Ahead of Tony Amani. So that that shows, <laughs> that tells. I mean, our lists for this one, even though we did not have an unanimous number one, were yeah. so similar. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. It was basically like we all had different. 10th place guys mm -hmm. and that was kind of the difference even though you left somebody off <laughs> yes i did uh, on first edition oversight. yeah yes i did yeah. yeah i i i had sharp uh, at, at number nine look i mean he was uh one of the first stars of the team uh before Taze and kane became superstars i mean he was the the arguably the best player on that 0708 team in their in their rookie years and then was surpassed by them uh, 36 in, goals that year in stardom but um look i mean he was always a guy that fans loved he was always a guy that you know scored at great paces thir you know 30 goals over 30 goals multiple times in his in his career um i want to say i know he did it i gotta i gotta remember the year i th i think it was the 2015 2014 15 season didn't he lead the team in points no, uh, you're thinking of the 2013-14. 13-14, okay. It's 34 goals, 78 points. Yeah, led the team in points uh, during the 2013-14 season. So that's in that stretch where they were just a, a monster of a team. Um, three Stanley Cups. I mean, ne never got 
any individual awards, couple time uh, All Star, and then just the cultural impact of of Sharp in Chicago. Um, a, a very uh, marketable person, mm-hmm. very handsome man, and a, a good analyst. We've seen he was part of the broadcast team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was part of the you know part of the NBC's broadcast team. Like this is a guy that will always. Yeah, I know he played a little bit in Philly, played a little bit in Dallas. He's always going to be a career Blackhawk. Yeah, I was kind of bummed that he, uh, you know, took the front office gig with the Flyers, but because I thought he was really, he's really good when he's doing uh, color analysts. Apparently, it's not what he wants to do. I mean, we kind of, not a surprise considering, you know, the part-time, you know, I know it was last minute, but, you know, the part-time work he did for the Hawks and obviously he wants to be close to his family and have a job where he's, you know, stationary. Philly's closer and yeah, I, I, I felt like he always wanted to have some sort of front office position. It seemed like the broadcasting was just like, oh, I'll give it a try kind yeah. of thing. And he was good at it, and, and but, you know, he's going to do what he's got to do. And Patrick Sharp was – there were few things more fun to watch during those Stanley Cup eras than when Patrick Sharp was feeling it. Mm-hmm. You know, he was – the pure definition of a streaky goal oh, yeah. scorer. Absolutely. He'd go seven, eight games without sniffing the back of the net, and then he'll score eight goals in five games. Like, yeah. when he was on one of those hot streaks, like, he reminded me a lot, you know, ba- to make another baseball comparison, of, like, Alfonso Soriano when he would get hot yeah. with the home runs. Soriano would go two weeks without hitting one, and then he'd hit seven in four four days. Yeah. Sharp was kind of that same yeah. way, where he would just get – when he was on – Man, he was fun to watch because every time the puck was on a stick, it had a chance to go in the back of the net. Yeah, I mean, look, like everything you're saying, Mario is correct. Like he, he was a huge part of those Cup teams, and I think as we, you know, as we talk about that team historically, there's so many names that are above him, and I think that maybe we forget how good he was and how valuable yeah. he was, and really the numbers he put up, like top of my head i'm like yeah you know pretty good consistent like 25 30 goals but as you look in there you know 36 33 34 34 like he he had some big seasons putting a puck in the net and he just kind of became a i don't want to say a victim he's not but just because there were so many great players on those teams that he kind of fell through the cracks a little bit i think you know he's certainly in the conversation there's no doubt about it so i have no no issue with him at all um, but that brings us to number nine, which I think that was kind of the toss-up we had discussed um, off the air. Number t- number nine is Tony Amante. It's weird yeah. that they're, like, right next to each other in the list. <laughs> I mean, kind of similar players. Guy. I'll guy. say this. Like, yeah. you can say Tony Amante put up better numbers, and he was on worse teams. Those are both true. Yes. Mm-hmm. However, Tony Amante was the guy and had all the opportunities. Power play one, line one. Yeah. They were the number one center all the time. That was Alexei Zhamnov, who would have been two or three on the Blackhawks in the Cup era, sure. So, you know, the argument's there. I think the difference for me with Amante was Amante was the kind of guy that could break a game. Mm-hmm. He had incredible speed, uh, great hands. He was the kind of guy who kind of on his own could just will himself to score where I feel like Patrick Sharp was really good shot obviously but was more of a beneficiary of the guys he played with yeah Amante was a guy who was able to do it by himself if he wanted to do it by himself and he had with to the for speed. a portion of his career yeah and he did the <laughs> DX suck it motion when, uh, when he scored goals sometimes yeah That's true. Uh, Amante uh 
four seasons of at least 41 goals. He did that three times in four seasons. Uh, and here's one thing that he had on Patrick Sharp. He's setting something up over yeah, there. Yeah, something's going uh, on. That he gets a nod over Sharp is his durability. He only missed two games his entire career with the Hawks. Yeah. That's where impressive. Sharpie had some injury. Couple. A couple yeah. seasons yeah. where he missed 20, 30 games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he had the higher numbers. <laughs> there we go. Ah, our guy. Look at that. <laughs> I was wondering what our, our – in case you were wondering, our, our buddy across the street, shirtless dark guy, shirtless wonder, <laughs> naked guy, depending on what show you're watching, just put his uh, this is, uh, Blackhawks bud. Uh, uh, oh, a, a, neon, well, no, a neon beer sign. Goose Island. It's cool. <laughs> uh, uh, his neon bar sign on it. I, we, Mario and I have an eyeball <laughs> I would, He was later. setting he's, something up. I was like, what's going on? Out, then I saw him bring an extension cord out. I'm like, what do we got going on here? But, uh, oh, he's that's got fantastic. His, uh, yeah, there he is. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. Uh, this oh, is going to be a daily is, thing. Now. Yeah. I love it. He's, it's it's kind of like the, the show within the show. We're going right? to have to put shirtless dark guy on the payroll at I some mean, point. Well, I'll be honest. I feel like it's it's just really cool because he is what we want our diehards to be. This is exactly what it is. Absolutely. So when we want everyone to feel like they're part of it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so he, he let us know yesterday to, uh, during our Bulls show that he became a diehard. So eventually he's going to get a CHGO shirt. So it might ruin the gimmick, but we need to have him. <laughs> we need to have him come it, across the street with no shirt on, so we can present him yeah. his shirt. We need to have Mitchell send him an empty package, <laughs> <laughs> a picture of a shirt. Yeah, right. Here's your shirt. Oh, <laughs> we didn't yeah. think you actually wanted the shirt. Um, yeah, great. well, it's awesome. He's part of it. But uh, another point by Nate, Tony Amante in that '96 World Cup of Hockey yeah. was great. Yeah, he was a he was a he, and that was kind of um, because the Hawks were so irrelevant at that time. That was kind of an arrival for him to do it on a big stage with big players and not only hold his own, but mm-hmm. show that he was one of the be- like, honestly, he was one of the best forwards in the game for a while. He oh, was yeah. up there putting up big numbers in an era, like 40 goals in the early 2000s was nothing to sneeze at. Like nobody was scoring 50 back then. Right. Like he, he was one of the elite scorers in a league for a three, four year span doing it with very little help. It was a shame we couldn't get Tony Amante and Jeremy Roenick together for longer than we did because they yeah. were good buddies they were oh, wow. great players <laughs> three seasons like they, 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 two seasons two two, two seasons and a, yeah. two and a half seasons um i mean i know they they reef well they, were they together in arizona no was, um, was, was ronick gone already by then i think Ronick two or three was yeah, uh, his year there then. so uh yeah ronick was in yeah it would have been fun to see those two guys then. play longer together and they should have yeah yeah he yeah. was gone by then yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I'm not gonna put up a stink that Amani is is nine. Uh, I had him at ten. I had him on the list. One of my one of my first favorite players. Um, you know, you, you talk about those teams that did like were almost irrelevant in the early 2000s. At least they had someone like Amani to you know have some people be. You know, you can say, oh, I don't really remember too many of those Blackhawks, but I remember Tony Imani. Like, that's that's that definitely saying something uh, when it comes to, you know, being a player in that era, being memorable. So, yeah, I mean, he 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 was a, a tremendous player in the time he was here. Um, so, yeah, no problems with him being at nine. So the year he scored 44, uh, that was the 98-99 season. That's his career high in goals. He led the team with 75 points. Uh, Alexei Jamnov was second in scoring. Doug Gilmore... The ghost of Doug Gilmore was on that <laughs> Hawks team. Eric Daze, 
uh, Chris Chelios. And then from there, Major Chad Kilger, yes. a 32-year-old Eddie Olchek, a 33-year-old Bob Probert, a 32-year-old Dave Manson, J.P. Dumont before he really became a decent player, Ethan Moreau, a 31-year-old Nelson Emerson. It was just beside those top four or five guys, not much there. Yeah. So guys, Dumont acquired for Doug Gilmore. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Wait a so minute. That must have been like half this. That that was a portion of the season. Doug Gilmore was going no, after Gilmore the trade. Was... I thought it was. I thought it was Gilmore for Dumont. We got Dumont for Doug Gilmore. To the internet. If only there was a way we could figure this out. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> but no. 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 Wait. Hold on. I'm who gonna... was Michael Groshek for? Was that Dumont? No. Or no. That's who they traded Gilmore to Buffalo for. Was Michael Groshek? Gilmore was a free agent. Gilmore traded to Sabers. He was traded with Doug Gilmore for Michael Groshek. Oh it my was God! Dumont and Gilmore for Groshek. I knew there was yeah. a connection. There. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Because wow, Gilmore what a was a God free agent. awful piece of crap trade. That was. <laughs> oh my God! Because <laughs> Dumont, Dumont turned out being decent. Like he he went on to have a pretty decent career. Not like he was uh, lighting the league up by yeah, any means. And then but he, then he be, he was a longtime Predator. Uh, he was with the Predators for his. The last uh, five years of his career. So his years in Buffalo after the trade, first year at age 22, 51 points, 44 points, 35 points, 53 yeah. after points. After leaving the Blackhawks, he scored at least 20 goals in six out, out of seven years. And he had a 72-point season with Buffalo with Nashville in 07-08. But Not that bad. doesn't count. Yeah, because screw them. Because <laughs> he's on the Predator. It doesn't count. Not bad, though. All right, Should number eight. Take a live look across the street. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There, there it is. is. There's our guy. There's the setup. <laughs> I hope we're not. What do they call that? Are we doxing? Doxing. Are we doxing shirtless. Nah, that's just, I mean, know. he's asking to be doxed. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not. That's we're not mean. putting his address on the screen. Right. No, right. it's just, no. you know, just a it's brick just a, building. That's a patio that you could see anywhere in the there's, city. There's three million of those patios <laughs> in Chicago. It just happens to be one of them. There's probably, what, 100? You just look out her door. That's true, yeah. Yeah. All right, next up on the list, number eight. Marion Hosa, the cloning is going well. Uh, the water bottle <laughs> yeah. that Mario that uh, that Lawrence kept, we use it. There's a back to tank setup over here, like in Star Wars, and there's a little baby Marion Hosa growing in there. So, yeah. in uh, 18 years, should be ready to go. Should be ready to go. Yeah, we need to speed up that process so we can play with Connor Bedard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, what do we need to say about Marion Hosa that that hasn't been said a million times? Just if you were to build and design a hockey robot and make kind of the perfect hockey player, mm-hmm. it's Marion Hosa. I mean, yeah, both ends of the ice, strong, could score, could pass, could defend, could hit. He was a complete hockey player. Mm-hmm. And I, the only reason he's so low on this list is because there are so many great Blackhawks forwards. And, and we're, for this list, we're taking into consideration their time with the Blackhawks. Yeah, not, not if it was just career... career Osa would be, I think, I mean, it just goes to show how many great forwards played for the Blackhawks that Hosa, who won three Stanley Cups with this team, is eighth. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not even the top-rated guy from those teams. No? So it shows you that we've been blessed with some amazing, amazing players uh, over the not only the whole long, almost 100-year franchise history, but just in the past – 20 years it's been pretty amazing yeah yeah and and you know for hosa it's it's just like i i would think he might be a little bit higher uh on the list if he could have played 
even at, at his age, if he was able to still play those final few seasons that he had on his contract with the Blackhawks, um, I, because I, I don't doubt that he still could have been oh, pretty absolutely. darn effective. The final season he played, he scored, what, 27 goals yeah. at 37, 38 years old. Uh, and you see the physical shape he, he kept himself in over the years. Like, I have no doubts he could have played out the rest of those, I think, four years and remaining. maybe kept going. I mean, maybe take away the 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 skin problems we could be talking about you know a Yarmer Yager type player I'm looking at him he's still in amazing shape yeah, yeah. I, I he could still be playing if it wasn't for that and, and playing at a pretty high level yeah. still my favorite thing about Marion Hosa as you see on the screen you can still get our legendary mm-hmm. uh, 81 shirt it's 24 not, bucks it's 24 just, bucks it's on, 20, sale. it's on sale for 24 dollars get your legendary 81 shirt mm-hmm. uh just happens to be the same number that the guy we're talking about wore. Weird. Um, yeah. My, f- the best thing about Marion Hosa is always impressed me is his humility. Maybe oh, one yeah. of the most humble superstars ever. Yeah. Like, never wanted to take credit for anything. Always wanted to put that spotlight on his teammates, and just, just an incredible guy. Well, your point that he could still play. I mean. The 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 concept that somehow the Hawks were better off without Marion Hosen and it was some kind of cap circumvention is idiotic. Yeah, like yeah, he was not scoring at the same pace he did early in his time in Chicago, but he was still one of their most effective players at all ends of the ice. And yeah, if not for the skin condition, he still could be playing. It'd be in a bottom six role and a checking role, but he Which, strikes me as the kind of guy who would be like. I'll do that. He has the game to do that. Yeah. Yeah. He would have done that. He would have gladly taken on a, 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 a more of a, a role player type role. Um, my Another memory for Hosea that sticks out to me, first time I ever, ever had press credentials for any hockey event was the 2013 Stanley Cup final. And I remember going to media day at the United Center the day before game one. They brought out, they had a little podium set up in the concourse at the United Center, and they brought out both teams. I remember standing there in the scrum for Marion Hosa and just looking at his hands. He had the biggest hands I'd ever seen in my life. They looked like bear claws, and not, <laughs> not the pastries, but like actual bear claws. I was like, no wonder nobody could get the puck away from him because he's holding on to it with these just giant, incredible Hulk hands. Yeah. Like that, I just st- stood there for like a minute just going, my God, look at the size of those hands. Yeah, he's, he's just a supreme athlete. And just having him in here and being like, I don't know, like you see these guys on TV and they seem larger than life and then – you see him person like, oh, that's, you know, oh, all right, they're a little smaller than I expected. Hosa was just, again, just in perfect shape, looked like he could still play, huge, not hulking, like bulky, but just imposing. Yeah. You know, and when you see him compared to other hockey players, you really see why he had, you know, the ease to his game. Um, and I just, one of my favorite moments with him was this game against Detroit where he had the puck – and then Datsuk took it away from him, and then he's like, F this, and went back and took it away from Datsuk. And those two, if you read his book, which I recommend to everybody, it's terrific, um, he talks about how when he was in Detroit, him and Datsuk would have, like, puck takeaway battles with each other all the time. Like, at the end of practice, they would spend time working together to take the puck away from each other, and Datsuk was always kind of the king at that. And then Hosa obviously kind of close that gap I still think Dotsuk's the king when it comes to that particular thing but Hosa was right there man he's 
an incredible player. Uh, we did just get we a little bit of breaking, breaking news. Uh, the Blackhawks national television schedule. And it will not surprise you games. to know, yes, the Hawks are on national TV. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 13. eight. Thirteen times. Uh, the ESPN schedule is the opening game, October 10th at Pittsburgh, October 19th at Colorado, October 24th at Boston. Versus November home versus Boston. Yes, uh, November 16th versus Tampa. December 12th, my birthday, at Edmonton. Nice. January 9th versus Edmonton. Day before my birthday. There you so go. The, so the Connor versus Connor games are big time draws. Yeah, like ESPN. Uh, February 29th versus Colorado, and April 16th at Vegas. The TNT schedule, the second game of the season, October 11th at Boston, January 17th at Buffalo, January 24th at Seattle, February 7th versus Minnesota, and February 21st versus Philly. So there you go. 13, 13 of the 82 games on national TV. I got the TV. Blackhawks at Buffalo game. Do they know something we don't know? Will there be a certain... In, in January? A certain former mm. Blackhawk from Buffalo in that mm. playing in that game? You're, you're mm. flirting with a dollar there, sir. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> hey, you know what? No, though? he's playing for no, the yeah, Buffalo true, yeah. It's not bad true, for... <laughs> even if it doesn't happen, it's not bad foresight on the part of TNT no, to be like, you know what? Smart. Maybe. There's a reason Buffalo smart. is on... National broadcast a lot. Well, they're it's, a, it's a great market. And yeah, good. it's a small market, but it's a great market. Yeah, well, it's crazy. Even the you know I remember seeing uh, TV ratings over the last couple of years for the Stanley Cup Finals, and Buffalo was always within like the top twelve, top ten, and it's just because it's such a hockey hungry market. And they're actually a good team now. Yeah, like, now they're, they're they now sh- they're they should be right there challenging for a playoff spot. So that'll be fun. Yeah. So yeah, thirteen national TV games. Uh, for the Blackhawks, that means there are a nice number of regionally broadcast yes. games this year. Yes. Yep. My math is how many, how many were on ESPN? Seven? Eight uh, on ESPN, eight, five on TNT. So there's only eight games this year where we lose Darren Pang because he'll be on the only TNT eight. games. Lately. Yeah. True. That's true. That's well, exciting. That depends. Or the late game. Maybe there's, they got the late games. Because the January 24th at Seattle is a 9 p.m game so if he's not on the 9 p.m. broadcast yeah, they might put him on that wouldn't that be fun Eddie Olchek and Darren Payne calling a Kraken uh, Blackhawks game that'd be cool <laughs> yeah that'd be good that would be cool well that's right. fun that's good to know yeah absolutely all right back to the list we go we're gonna have to uh, breeze through these guys we had Sharp at 10 Amante uh, at 9 Hosa at 8 we can breeze through this next guy that brings us to number <laughs> 7 Steve Larmer the floor is yours Greg Boyson. I mean we waxed we waxed poetically about him during our tough guy segment but and we've said it many many times on the show and we'll say it many times again how the hell is steve larmer not in the hockey hall of fame yeah it needs to happen uh blackhawks career 13 seasons 891 games in a row yep <laughs> never missed a game 406 goals 923 points was a plus 181 in his career never missing a game in an era that was some of the toughest guys in hockey ever played, 1980s hockey was a different breed yeah. than what this yes. hockey is. And he came here, played every night, uh, had five seasons of over 40 goals, uh, Never only scored under 30 twice in his 12 full seasons with the Blackhawks. Those years he had 28 and 29 goals. So 28 goals was the worst 
of all those seasons. I love Steve Larmer so much. <laughs> he got me to root for the New York freaking Whoa. Rangers in 1994. That, that's that's how much I love Steve Larmer. Nothing something. else will be a testament to Steve Larmer that he made me become a Rangers fan for that 94 Cup because I wanted him to win a Stanley Cup so bad. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, there, there's not much else to say. Uh, about Larmer, I mean, just the the impact he has, the amount of people that pound the table that says he should be in the Hall of Fame, he should have his number retired. I mean, it's a testament to the kind of player he was. It's almost like if you had to choose what he's more deserving of, Hall of Fame or number retirement, the answer is probably Hall of Fame. Yeah, he deserves because he's that. a cow, like he did yeah. so much. Like, how in the world is he not? And it's not like he's a bad guy. No, that's so uh, weird. There's, there's, there, he's a good guy. There's no like he doesn't have any like grudges against people. I know sometimes Hall of Fame voting committees could be fickle if a guy was a jerk to reporters sure, or, yeah. or stuff. But there's nothing out there about Steve Lemmer. Steve Lemmer likes a lot of our show account tweets. If that's yeah. really his Twitter account, I believe I, it I is. I believe it is. Yeah. Like every once in a while, anytime we tweet about any of those '80s or '90s. Black Blackhawks, like for a birthday, he's one of the first people to like it. So, yeah. Steve, there's always a chair open for you next time you're in Chicago. Absolutely. Please. 100%. I will sit here and stare at you for an hour. And <laughs> remember like, that time? Remember that, that time? Goal? We're going to do this for every goal I ever scored? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only 404 more to go, Steve. <laughs> Hang in there. All right, next up, number six on the list a man who my sister bummed cigarettes for, from on three separate occasions. Nice. Dennis Savard. <laughs> That's awesome. He is the uh, one of the best forwards of all time for the Hawks and probably the best smoker of all time. I'm sorry. Really? I got that I said that wrong. He bums cigarettes off my sister three separate times. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. In the same night or no, three separate, three separate, separate occasions. occasions. Well, see once you know what, like <laughs> Yeah, what, what, <laughs> once you know you got a go-to source, you I you, guess you, so. go right, to you remember it. the yeah. face, yeah. I guess so. Oh yeah, she's got the hookup. Yeah. <laughs> that was my amazing thing back in the day when like I hung like when smoking cigarettes was more socially acceptable and you can actually do it in bars. I was always amazed by the like Smokers never had both cigarettes and lighters at the same time. They always needed one or the other. <laughs> hey, do you have an extra cigarette? Or, hey, can I use your lighter? <laughs> Smokers never had both at the same time. It's, that's how you get the conversation started. That's yeah. true. You see yeah. a cute girl or a, a it's a way to meet fella. people. See, I should have yeah. started smoking in my 20s. I never, never, that never dawned on me. It's never too late. Don't worry, I've taken away quite a few years off the end of my life with other things. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Dennis Savard, Savard uh, 1,196 career games, 1,338 career points. When you look at the breakdown with his Chicago career, uh, over combined over two stints, 881 games, 377 goals, 719 assists, 1,096 points. Uh, the author of the Spinorama, mm-hmm. a guy again. You talk about the era, the era he played in, which was much more physical, much more violent. Yeah, Savard lot, was lot a tiny, grabby. tiny man. Yeah. Yeah. He was five foot ten during an era. Generous. Well, on skates. Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. Uh, in an era where if you were under six foot four, you, you weren't were, looked at yeah. at all. I mean, he. You talk about guys. We talk about Pierre Palat's game could play in today's game. Dennis yes. Savard would be a superstar in today's game because yeah. he's got exactly what today's like. He, he was Patrick Kane before Patrick Kane, but he did it when nobody the size of Patrick Kane barely even played in the league, let alone was a superstar. You can you can look up his highlights on YouTube, and there's times where he's like 
nutmegging entire team's worth of defenders. Like, whoop, through your legs, whoop, spinorama, whoop, 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 and just no one can put a finger on the guy. And for people that say Connor Bedard's too small to play center, Dennis Savard played center smaller than Connor Bedard in the 19 freaking 80s. Yeah. He's listed at 5'10", 175. With that's, all the equipment on, maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's a bit generous. Yeah, it's generous. He is a diminutive figure, but much like with Bedard and a lot of really skilled players, you can't get to him. Mm-hmm. How often do you see the most skilled players in hockey, no matter their size, taking a big hit? Right. It doesn't happen very often. And Savard was, of his era, yeah, not the best player, but maybe the most elusive. I mean, you look at some, you watch some of the highlights of, of, of some of his, you know, s- spectacular goals. And, you know, he's cutting and weaving through, through guys that are literally grabbing him, using their sticks to, like, hook and, and take him down and stuff. It was a completely different style of hockey of things that you could get away with. And he was, still was able to evade and be elusive and... Um, you know, get 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 through players and and either make the right pass or or score a goal. Like, it's a, it's an incredible skill to have had at that time for hockey. And, and the only thing I, I wish that could have gone different for his career is that his his lifting the Stanley Cup would have happened in Chicago rather than in in Montreal. Montreal but yeah. only so and for those that don't remember. Uh, when he was traded to Montreal, the return was Chris Chelios. Chris Chelios yeah. well, I'm sure we'll be talking about that on tomorrow's list. Yes. That was a great <laughs> trade for both teams. Yep. Worked yeah. out well. Probably better for the Blackhawks, but uh, Montreal well, got a Stanley Cup out of but it. But he did not, and Savard did, would not play when they won the Cup. He hoisted the Cup in a suit. Got hurt, right, in yep. the playoffs? Yeah. He was injured. Yep. All right, we're going to reveal the top five here momentarily. But first, Greg's going to tell you about Ray. Yeah, not my shady friend, Ray, but my <laughs> my friend, Ray, that has all the cars, all the Chevys. Are you in the market for a new or used vehicle? If you are, then we've got some amazing news for you because Ray Chevy in Fox Lake has joined the CHGO team. Welcome, Ray, and all your great cars. And we were talking to the team at Ray just the other day, and they have this pledge called the Ray Price promise it's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you will pay when you go into the dealership we found that in many cases other dealers will raise the price on you when you come into the dealership saying things like are you a recent college grad are you active in the military are you a farmer and in most cases the answer is going to be no and that's when those other shady dealers will raise the price on you saying the price online included limited rebates that you don't qualify for. Well, at Ray, they don't play games like that. That's not the case. The price you see online is the price you're going to pay with no add-ons to that price ever. In fact, Ray's going to do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which will make the price even lower than what you saw online. As one of the top-selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories. And save big at Ray Chevy because they now have over 100 Chevy Trax models available starting at $21,495. And now through August 31st, all buyers can qualify for 0% financing. Make zero payments until 2024 plus no money down. And best of all, pay zero hidden fees with the Ray Price Promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com. Serving the community since 1963. Find new roads at Ray Chevy. And when you find your new road, take that road to Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. It is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need 
to elevate your summer. And I've talked about this a lot before that now that cannabis is legalized in Illinois, there's people that have never been to a dispensary before and don't really know how it works. And the more time that goes by, the more intimidated you may feel because as other people are getting more educated, you're feeling left behind and it just kind of snowballs on itself. Sunnyside is the place to go. Whatever you're looking for, whatever experience you're looking for, you want to forget about your worries and disappear to another dimension for a while, they can help you do that. You wanted to sleep through the freaking night for the first time in forever like I do, they help you with that too. Whatever experience you're looking for, Sunnyside is going to help you. They're going to hold your hand the whole way, figuratively, not literally. Maybe if you ask nicely, they would do it literally. (laughs) Got to have a different promo code for that. Yeah, right, but... It, it, don't be intimidated. A place like Sunnyside is going to make you feel at home, feel welcome. You're not going to feel stupid like you don't know what you're talking about. Go in there and improve your life and elevate your summer with Sunnyside. They are Illinois' favorite dispensary for a reason. I'm going to tell you about a couple of my favorite brands. Uh, the gummies from Mindy's. Ooh, boy. You want to feel like you just took a warm bath and feel relaxed, ready to you know binge some TV, play some video games before you head off to bed. Those Mindy's gummies are absolutely incredible. Created by James Beard, award-winning chef Mindy Siegel, and Cresco Labs. And the good news, gummies and vapes are wonderful. I love the Fryer when I'm about to go out with some friends and I'm feeling that social anxiety. Take a couple puffs of that and I feel good, ready to go. Feel like myself again. And when I need to sleep, those counting sheep gummies or the counting sheep vape are all I need. One of the half of one of those gummies or a puff or two off that vape, and I am out. I sleep like a baby. It is a beautiful thing. Lots of great brands, though. So go explore at Sunnyside. And now through October 6th, head to sunnyside.shop and use that code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer. It's not stackable with other promos, but it's not only for new customers. Anyone with their code can save. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois MedCard holder. Again, that is sunnyside.shop, promo code CHGO25. All right, recapping the top five. Number 10, Patrick Sharp. Number nine, Tony Amante. Number eight, Marion Hosa. Number seven, Steve Larmer. Number six, Dennis Savard. Number five on the list, the man that made me love the game of hockey, Jeremy Roenick. We talk about Marion Hosa as having the entire arsenal of hockey tools, right? Mm-hmm. Defensively, physically, scoring-wise. While Roenick wasn't as strong of a defender as Hosa was, the other stuff, he was like a, an overpowered Hosa. Yeah. A bigger hitter, a more spectacular goal scorer. Uh, unlike Hosa, was not humble. He was brash. <laughs> yeah. He had charisma. Boisterous. They called him the moth because he loved to find the camera after every game. He spoke his mind. He was a character in a sport that does not encourage characters. Yeah. And he was able to back it up on the ice with incredible play. Uh, still among my favorite hockey players of all time. I love Jeremy Roenick. Yeah, his, he's a guy that his game, uh, again, would translate to to today's game and his off the ice uh personality would would translate as well i think as as we saw in the past uh postseason run matthew kachuk become kind of a, a star in the league he reminds me a lot of what jeremy roenick could do uh in in, in his heyday and, and yeah the the impact he had uh, on the ice with the Blackhawks was one of the best, if not the best player that they had through the, the late 80s, early 90s, a key figure in their, in their uh, deep postseason runs, run to the, the Stanley Cup final in, in uh, 92. 
Uh, and then culturally too. I mean, it, you know, the 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 movie Swingers and the the video the NHL '94 yeah. uh, video game series did a lot for the Blackhawks and Jeremy Roenick's uh, popularity culturally too. So that kind of impact is is also something that uh, can't be ignored that uh, that Roenick had. Yeah, Jeremy Roenick uh, in the '90s, man, he was. <sighs> If Michael Jordan wasn't here, you could argue that it was his town. Yeah. I mean, and it's, everybody loved Jeremy Roenick. And it's incredible because half of his games weren't televised. Yeah. Yeah. He was that big of a star. Back-to-back seasons of 107 points in 92, 93, 93, 94. Uh, 92, 93, 53, followed by 50 goals. Uh, he had three straight 100-point seasons. And then the team went... 31 years before they had another player with 100, 100 points, points, and that was Patrick Kane in 2015. So, yep. <laughs> since Jeremy Roenick, there's only been one guy to have 100 points in Blackhawks yep. uniform. Soon to be two. Soon to be two. This year, my friend. <laughs> um, Mackenzie Ann Whistle's going to blow up. It's oh, going to yeah. be amazing. It's finally his year. But Roenick, man, just the coolest guy. Yeah. Like, I wanted to be Jeremy Roenick when I was 13 years old. Like, this guy is just all about – he was a rock star. That's yeah. what, what we said yesterday. Those 90s Hawks, they were like Motley Crue on yeah. ice. They I were mean, the, they were the coolest, guys the baddest, the – Who are probably kissing the ground every day that, that cell phone cameras and, and Twitter didn't exist. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, those guys would just dominate the nightlife. Yes. Uh, they, were, they were legends on and off the ice. Just one of the coolest guys – and we'll talk about it more tomorrow again yeah. with our, 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 our Friday with our, our trades uh, list. I mean, when he was traded, broke my heart. It was the start of the dismantling. And it was the start of the Dark Ages, not only for the Blackhawks, but my fandom too, because late 90s, early 2000s, yeah, I still would go to an occasional Hawks game. I'd, but, like, I found other teams to cheer for. I always joked from, like, 97 until... 2007, the Colorado Avalanche were my playoff team. I'd root for the Blackhawks in the regular yeah, season. F but Detroit. I, right. right. <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I root for the Blackhawks during the regular season, but I know they're not making the playoffs, so I need to have another favorite team for once April rolls around. Yep. Um, so yeah, I man, Ronick just an amazing player. It was a shame that he never got to win a Stanley Cup here with the Blackhawks. Never won one period, but yeah. man, winning one here but even when he left Chicago, I mean, he had eight years with it's the Hawks. But he played career. another twelve years, and he was on some really good Flyers teams. Yeah, and, and like he still scored, he still had multiple thirty-goal seasons after leaving the Blackhawks. You know, scored twenty-seven goals at age thirty-three with the Flyers. Yeah, you know, and then you know finished up with a season with the Kings. A second stint with the Coyotes. I don't remember that. And then those two years with the Sharks. Played till he was yeah. 39. And for a guy that played the way he did, yeah. that's exceptional. Probably yeah. an oversight on our toughest Hawks list. Uh, this is a dude who, in his first game, lost teeth and then, like, stuck his tongue out. And, like, they were sitting there <laughs> on his teeth. And I'll never forget when Darian Hatcher broke his jaw. Yeah. And Ronick yeah. got up and was, like, pulling at his Moving teeth. His, and you could his, see, his, you could his, see teeth his teeth moving. moving. Yeah. Ugh. God, that dude, yeah. Hey, yeah. you want to talk about hockey face? Like, if you if, if someone came from, you know, Brazil 
He said, which of these human beings played hockey? <laughs> that guy. He's yeah. got hockey face yeah. more than anybody. Yeah, man. he left a lot of pieces of his body on the old Chicago Stadium yeah, him, floor. Him and Chelios. Uh, his book yeah. is really good, too. You should read Jeremy Roenick's book. It's good. There's a great story. Uh, about uh, he got hit so hard that he pooped his pants once, and uh, <laughs> the conversation following that with him and Mike Keenan, it's good stuff. <laughs> I won't spoil it all, but get his book and look for the poop in the pants story. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And we, we talked about, you know, Chelios and, and how he, he didn't want to leave, but he was traded. Ronick, you could tell, did not want to leave no. Chicago, uh, but ended up being traded and, you know, was a number of years ago was brought back for that uh, one last shift. And you saw how much that meant to him to come back and, and be, you know, honored with the Blackhawks and, and get the opportunity to skate again at the UC. And um, it was it was it was great to see him come back and, and you know, be be honored that way. And yeah, it's just the impact that he had. Yep. Yep. It's uh, I remember I got to interview Jeremy when that book came out um, and I asked him, what would it mean to you to get number 27 returned? retired by the Blackhawks and he said it would be the biggest thrill of his career I don't think he was just blowing smoke either uh, he, yeah. he loved being a Blackhawk and, and you know still loves coming back people still go yeah. crazy for him when he's yeah. at the United Center all these years later and, and he's been seen around the UC the last two seasons at least hanging yeah, around Not, nothing official from the team but he's hanging around I, know, I yeah. think the team they probably got to keep their distance a little bit because of some of the stuff that's gone down with him in recent sure. years sure um I don't know. It's complicated. These dudes are complicated. And speaking of complicated speaking dudes, of, yeah. we move on to number four. A really wonderful hockey player. Yes. Robert Marvin Hole, the Golden Jet. A great comes hockey in at number player, four. Period. Uh, great hockey player. Great shot. Super fast. Uh, big, strong, physical. Revolutionary yep. player. Uh, yes. Yeah, in, absolutely. In, innovated the game in his time. And again, another guy who could could translate his his skills of of that era to today's game and still be successful the way that the speed that he had the speed and physicality that he played with a scoring ability he had in the 60s to put up 50 goals was unheard of until he he did it he was the first player to score 50 in back-to-back seasons yeah first player in league history to do it and score over 50 goals he could he could be a, a, a 40 goal scorer in today's game the way that he played bobby hole if he played today, would be Matthew Kachuk, a faster Matthew Kachuk. Five sure. ten, one ninety five sure. was his uh, listed uh, size. Uh, what was Coach Kachuk was? Yeah, there? I mean he was he was a thick, thick guy yeah, back in his playing days. I just mean by day. the style. No, oh, I yeah, agree. Style, I yeah. agree. But yeah. yeah, I think like body type and play style definitely. But Hull was a guy that would score a hat trick on you and then pound your face in if he had to. Right. He's a yes. tough guy. Well, I mean, one of my favorite pictures of. Uh, is the picture of Bobby Hull bailing hay. And you just see, like, that. that's not how, what a typical athlete looks like. It's a mm-hmm. different kind of strong, right? It's a strong from years of skating, from working on a farm, from manual labor. Yeah. It's not weightlifting and cardio and all that. And him and Gordie Howe and Tim Horton, like, you see all these old players kind built, of built that way. Built that way, yeah. And, uh, boy, like, in terms of a physical specimen for the time he played – like him and Gordy Howe or like just to, and yeah he's only 5'10 but still just you knew mm-hmm. if he made contact with you you were going to be on the losing end of that most yeah. of the time and much like Jeremy Roenick another great player that left Chicago because ownership didn't want to pay him what they were worth yeah absolutely he still had a lot of good years and then he went to the WHA in Winnipeg and um, returned for a few games with the Whalers 
imagine that that seventy nine eighty Whalers team had Bobby Hall and Gordy Hall on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> Gordy Hall played all eighty two games Crazy. at fifty. That's insane. That Wild. That's, insane. Was, That's a different breed. Yeah. Nuts. Nuts. All right. Uh, I mean, uh, he was number eleven on the CHGO list today, right? I believe 12th. that's where he came. Twelve. Okay. 12th. Um, yes, he came in at twelfth, and again, like Sammy Sosa. Bobby Hull on that list was definitely punished for the off-ice stuff that is numerous and gross, and if you want to learn about it, it's very easy to find. We're not going to talk about it here because we don't want to upset anybody. Uh, All right, number three is the captain. He'll always be known in my mind as the captain, Mm -hmm. Jonathan Taves. Uh, At a time, was arguably the best all-around player in the game of hockey, and I think people lose sight of that. We've talked about it a lot recently, but there was a poll probably around 2013, 2014 from NHL GMs. Who would you start with your franchise with? Jonathan Taves or Sidney Crosby? And Taves won that vote. He was that good. He was that effective. Um, Obviously, the health issues and the uh, later performance things sort of hurt his reputation a little bit. But there was a time where he was one or two among all players in the National Hockey League. He he was supposed to be the uh, captain of Team Canada at the 2014 Olympics, but went to Sidney Crosby and, and, and had a conversation about it and said, like, I think you should you should be in the in this role. So, I mean, you talk about that kind of uh, honor um, to be bestowed upon you that, you know, then he, you know, said, no, nah, I think this should go to Crosby like that. That says something. And, and, I, and I think Taze's impact with the Blackhawks. Um, his impact with Chicago, his impact in the hockey community. I mean, you talk about a guy not only on the ice but off the ice um, that, you know, has a, has a mind for interests outside of the game and, and helping people outside of the game. Uh, that's definitely something that, that he took initiative with in Chicago with his, uh, you know, initiatives with, uh, you know, young people and, and teaching them about, you know, healthy eating, proper eating, yep. um, things like that. And, and always being, you know, in, in, the, in the Chicago hockey community and helping with kids and things. So that was uh, a big boost for him um, off the ice. On the ice, one of the best players uh, to ever play for the, t- for the team. Uh, longest serving captain, youngest captain, most, three successful. Stanley, most successful, three Stanley Cups, a Conn Smythe, a Selkie, multiple All-Star games, uh, Two Olympic gold medals, World Cup of Hockey championship as well, if you want to count that, too. He's got nothing left to prove. No, he's going to take a year off and reevaluate. We'll see what happens. But uh, if, if his entire playing career uh, happens to only be in Chicago, I think that that would be more than fitting. And we have a, a captain shirt at CHGO Locker. We sure do. Too, that's on sale for 24 bucks. Sure do. Get the legendary, get the captain shirt. And, 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 and as you mentioned, youngest captain. Longest serving captain, most successful captain. Be interesting to see if, if a certain young man gives those records a run for his money. He would be younger. If he gets named captain. By this time next year. Yeah. yeah. So he could break that first record. Yeah. The, the other two would be a little harder to do. But yeah. I think so. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be fun to watch. Be, yeah. uh, for, tho- like, for those of you who need a reminder of how good Jonathan Taves was during the peak of his career... Go on YouTube, type in 2015 Western Conference Final Game 7. Oh, yeah. And watch him single-handedly tell the Anaheim Ducks, your season is over. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> he, yeah. he ended that game within the first four minutes of that game. Yeah. Said, screw you. 
I'm winning this game. We're going on to the cup final. Bye-bye. But, Greg, no human can possibly withstand that sort of physicality. Well, he was wrong. He was wrong. And a penis. Sp- yes. All right, Pug next whack. up on the list. Now, this is where it gets interesting. I, I'm sure there are people wondering where we're going to go with number two and number one. Yeah. Now, you are the uh, the gatekeeper of the votes. This was not a unanimous outcome? It was not a unanimous outcome. Okay. Uh, two guys, One guy got two votes for number one. Another guy got one vote for number one. Uh, real I'm quick, an- there is a poll on our YouTube, and oh. currently uh, I asked which one of these players is the best Blackhawks forward of all time, and it was I just put our top four as options. Right now, uh, Stan Makita and Patrick Kane are tied at 40% Ooh. each. All right. Tied. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, we did a good job. I think we yeah. did a good job. I will admit, I was not the unanimous voter. And thinking about it a little bit harder, I don't know if I did this in haste or if I was just tired or whatnot. Wait, uh, I'm going to pause you. Do not apologize for your vote. I'm not apologizing. I'm just saying I your would Your vote change. is valid. I would, I, I would probably, after taking some, some time to consider, would re-vote differently. But either way, I think this final list gets it right anyways. All right. Number two on the list, Patrick Kane. I mean, a great for his entire career here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, seemed to get better and better and better and better as his career went on until that hip started to slow him down a little bit. But you could argue that Patrick Kane, well, you can't argue. If you look at the paper, it's <laughs> true. His best years came after the Stanley Cups well, when, yeah, he, yeah. when he became a more complete. He was never a Marion Hosta type. It's not no, he's, nev- he's never going to play defense for you. But the way he was able to think and see the game almost like Neo in the Matrix could sl- that, that was a movie from the 90s Mario the Matrix <laughs> you'd check it out Keanu yeah, Reeves yeah it came out in uh, 1998 yeah. with Keanu Reeves <laughs> right. and before I John, saw before, all three of them before he <laughs> played John Wick right. uh, but Kane in the Matrix style could sort of slow things down yeah. see things before they were happening and that's that's always what Wayne Gretzky said would, would separated him from everybody else was he just knew where the puck was going to go yep. he just had this instinct to think ahead to be two, three steps ahead. Patrick Kane had that too. There is absolutely an argument for him as the greatest Blackhawk of all time. I'm going to be honest with you. Had he finished his career in Chicago, he might have got my probably vote. probably would be. But yeah. seeing him in another uniform, maybe it's recency. Maybe it hurts a little more than I expected it to. Because of that, I gave the nod, everyone knows the number one is, to Stan Makita. Yeah. Uh, because of the longevity, because of him being a, a hawk for life, that's what edged out Patrick Kane for me. But again, much like uh, we had with uh, with Belfour and Corey Crawford at two and three, coin flip. Yeah, right. Or three and four rather. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a coin flip on that argument. Uh, I could see it either way. But um, look, three Stanley Cups speak for themselves. A Conn Smythe MVP. He had all the personal achievements. He had all the team success. The argument is certainly there, but for me personally, seeing him in a Rangers uniform, it was tough. And maybe if we did this again in two years, three years, I might change my vote. But for now, I still think Stan Makita is the icon of the Blackhawks franchise. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, we'll get it. We can break down the comparisons when we, in here in a minute. But you know, Patrick Kane had the more, you know, team success than Stan Makita. Stan Makita had just the one Stanley Cup. Uh, was denied two other shots at it, having to play against those juggernaut 1971, those 70s Canadian teams were some of the greatest teams ever mm-hmm. with Scotty Bowman in his prime behind the bench. Um, 
you know, lost twice to those teams in the Stanley Cup final. So, you know, including once in a heartbreaking game in game seven where they had the lead going into the third period on home ice. You know, you win one of those two series or both of those series and he's got three cups. And I think the debate is even less of a debate. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But Patrick Kane, the three Stanley Cups, you know, the Calder, the Consmite, all that stuff. We all know what he did, but, you know, uh, as great as Patrick Kane was, his numbers are still pretty far off of Stan Mikita, yeah. who played more t- more time here. But right, still. which is, I think, the same kind of thought process yeah. I would have, is that had he only played for the Blackhawks yeah. through, throughout his career, um, he would have probably matched or surpassed those numbers. Probably. He would have came very, very close if yeah. he, you know... If he had this hip surgery and came back to and what was we're healthy. used to and played another three years, he probably would have. And, you know, uh, to to be the, the, the meatball of the day and, you know, to, to Young Dangle God's $1. Thank you. Um, you know, the, the pr- possibility of him playing three, four years on a, you know, refurbished hip with Connor Bedard, that's the kind of player that you've matched with Patrick Kane and, and it – it becomes instant magic. So to entertain and tickle that thought would be pretty amazing. But uh, I will say I think it is okay that we and the Blackhawks have moved on from it. All right, here's Patrick Kane's uh, individual accomplishments. Three Stanley Cups, the 07-08 Calder, the 07-08 All-Rookie Team, four-time All-Star, 2012-13 Con Smythe, 2016 Art Ross, 2016 Hart, 2016 Pearson, a member of the NHL 100th anniversary team. Our, the number one man on our list, Stan Makita, is a Hall of Famer, a one-time cup winner, a four-time Art Ross trophy winner, two-time Lady Bing, two-time Hart, eight-time NHL All-Star, also a member of the NHL's uh, 100th anniversary team. Uh, he is the Blackhawks' all-time leading scorer. He is the Blackhawks' all-time leader in games played. Sam Makita is Mr. Blackhawk. Yeah, absolutely. And went from his playing career until the day he died way too young as a pillar of a human being as well. Beloved. Beloved by everybody. Um, a good human being uh, that treated everyone from, you know, from Gordie Howe and Bobby Hull to the guy who filled the toilet paper rolls in the bathroom at the Chicago stadium with class and with dignity and everything. And, um, anyone who's had the pleasure of meeting Sam Makita as I have, he's just an ordinary guy who just happened to be great at hockey. And, uh, I, I think is, as you go organization to organization, talk about Mount Rushmore's, or you think about like who is Mr. Whoever, uh, the Blackhawks could not have a better person at the top of their organization than Stan yeah. Makita. Yep. Um, Makita, we do the, the all-time leader in games played, not even close, over 200 more than Duncan Keith played. I mean, he played for 22 seasons. Uh, second in goals, only to Bobby Hull, had uh, 97 more or 95 more than Patrick Kane. I can't do math. All-time leader in assists, over 150 more than Patrick Kane, almost, and then all-time career leader in points still 242 points more than Patrick Kane did now granted a lot more time here yeah um you know over 200 more games so it would have been interesting to see but Stan Makita 
we mentioned, you know, everybody called him Stosh, like he was your buddy. Yeah. I, I, I was lucky enough to meet him a handful of times before he passed away at different events. Loved coming to Hawks games. And, you know, when he had his book, he, he would sit out in the, in the concourse and sign for everybody. You mm-hmm. know, if you were in line, he, you would give him an autograph, um, would show up to events, would just show up to the game and just would walk the concourse. And people would go, oh, my God, that's Stan Makita, would shake everybody's hand, talk to everybody. Some of the other things he did, though, I mean, he went from being one of the most penalized players yep. to, to winning the Lady Bing, um, changed the way he played. Like overnight. Yeah, and and you've told the story why you can share that you had that in your book. Yeah, his his daughter asked him after a game like, "Why do you spend so much time like not sitting with your friends? Why are you always sitting by yourself?" And he kind of realized, yeah, you know what? I don't need to play like a jackass to <laughs> to to be an effective player. And you look at his penalty minutes, uh, his first full season, 119, 94, 97, 69, nice, 146, 154, down to 58 to 12 to 14 like <laughs> you know yeah. like it, it really Completely did happen changed. very quickly for Stan yeah, Mikita. it did and then you know he was one of the first star players to wear a helmet full time yep and curve a stick curve, curve a, a stick. stick a lucky little accident in practice where he got the uh, skate blade stuck in the boards and it broke he took a shot with it and he went oh uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he and, Bob, and Bobby Hull joined the, the revolution. He was the first guy to curve his stick blade. And that's the biggest reason goalies started to wear masks. Yeah. Because all those, of a sudden, those pucks started Stan McKee and Bobby Hull could get the puck <laughs> up at your head at 99 miles an hour. And it was more of, of uh, life-saving measurements than anything else. But Stan Makita revolutionized the sport by an accident. And he took that first shot with that broken blade and was like, I'm going to do this all the time because that helped him win all those Art Ross trophies too. Uh, Very revolutionary and, um, you know, a a guy that literally changed the game of hockey. Absolutely. And, uh, again, a a great guy. Uh, I'm friends with his daughter on Facebook, and she's – it's very cool to see, you know, she obviously loves her father very much and is always sharing – like family photos of Stan and like you just see this guy as a grandfather and yeah. as an uncle and as a, a dad and a husband it's very cool and she reached out to me after I wrote the book and said hey I, like my dad's name popped up on a Google alert and I saw I think they, the Triumph books might have put an excerpt out sure. from the Makita chapter promotionally so I just want to thank you for the nice stuff you wrote about my dad I'm like you're welcome. Like, what, yeah. <laughs> what, about, what else am I going to say? You know, yeah, he's a, right, a great right. guy. Uh, another f- favorite story of mine, a couple years ago, it's maybe 10, 15 years ago, my wife and I went to the Buffalo Wild Wings on, uh, I don't know if it's Darien or like right in that area there, like right off uh, Route 83 and 55. And we walk in and you know, like the, like the little bench by the waiting area, Stan Makita's just sitting there. I was like, <laughs> Is that Stan Makita? I like looked at Hope like, is Stan Makita waiting he's for wait, a table at beat ups Waiting for his to-go order. Do these people not know who that is? And oh he's gosh. just like, and he was just sitting there, like, just, just happy to wait for his wings. Yeah. I don't know. It's oh, cool. That's great. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, all Hawks fans should be proud to have this guy at the top of the organization. Yeah. No doubt about yep. it. Absolutely. Uh, it was a pleasure to get to meet him. I wish I'd seen him play. It's one of my only regrets. So, all right, that's it for our list of the uh, top 10 forwards of all time. Recapping, number 10, Patrick Sharp. Number 9, Tony Amante. Number 8, Marion Hosa. Number 7, Steve Larmer. Number 6, Dennis Savard. Number 5, Jeremy Roenick. Number 4, Bobby Hull. Number 3, Jonathan Taves. 
Number two, Patrick Kane. Number one, Stan Makita. That is a solid list, my friends. Solid list. It's good. It's a good uh, three lines right there. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Antonio Monte. Yeah. And what's our list tomorrow, Greg? <laughs> Remind me. Uh, we are doing top ten playoff games. Oh, that'll be fun. In Blackhawks history. That's Ooh. gonna be a fun show. Yes. And then Can't Friday wait. will be the ten most memorable trades in Blackhawks history. Playoff games and trades. Two of my favorite things in the world. Should be fun. Awesome. Yeah. You know what my favorite thing in the world is? One of I have a the favorite things in the world. It is. Uh, it's Goose Island Beer, and they are the proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO. They have been Chicago's beer since 1988, and they have a deep and illustrious, delicious roster of beers from their Goose IPA, a six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest, to their Tropical Beer Hug, a dry-hopped Imperial IPA that is a 9.9 ABV that is dangerously easy to drink. You have the Full Pocket Pills, the everyday beer, what the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking, and of course, you got the 312, the staple of Goose Island's all-year roster. Uh, you can grab all of these beers and more with ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive brews at the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Again, that is the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. And you can pick up some Goose Island. There Thank you. Uh, from our friends at Circle K, we're excited to partner with them. Check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, and snack selection and premium gas. Look out for freebies and giveaways down the road. Let me ask you guys. I was at a Circle K the other day, and I'd never seen these before. Ooh. Little Debbie peanut butter cream pies. Ooh. Interesting. So, so like, like the oatmeal one, but Yeah, but butter. with peanut butter. Let's do your okay. favorite Little Debbie snack. She's I'm I'm more of a uh, hostess guy myself, but I would say I think those right, oatmeal up the little Debbie are roster my here. Favorite. Okay. I don't know it offhand. I'm a Swiss cake rolls guy myself. Sure. Those that's, are my to go-to. Me, that's the ho-ho. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I here. find the Swiss cake roll superior to the ho-ho. Huh. Interesting. It's a little bit of a softer chocolate. Okay. Whereas the ho ho, you can peel the chocolate and kind of eat it separately. I always like that. No, it's good too. A little cruncher, whatever. Oh yeah. 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 Look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna poo poo ho hos. I'm a ding dong. Still after I eat them. Ding dong guy. Love the ding dongs. You guys are really looking up little Debbie's. I know. They're like, this is shameful. I don't don't know. I know it off the hand. Oh, you got one. My favorite little Debbie. Yeah. Uh, It's it's the oatmeal cream pies. Fair enough. How about the double? Or, you ever the, the double? Or the, the peanut uh, wafer crunch. Oh, uh, nutty bars. Nutty bars. Those are those. Have are you good. ever had the double oatmeal cream pie? It's like an oatmeal cream pie, but two. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good name sure. for that. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, usually, it's just more. It's usually a separate category. Right. Uh, I'll go with the donut sticks. Oh, those are good. Uh, it's a it's classic. A classic very glazed thing, donut stick. There's very few things with the Little Debbie logo on it that's not good. Yeah, Star Crunch. Very true. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Lots of good stuff. Well, get some at Circle K. Thanks to Circle K for sponsoring CHGO. Visit the nearest Circle K to pick up all your favorite finds, including amazing Little Debbie products and Goose Island beer. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to wrap things up. We are back tomorrow, 2 o'clock, you guess it. And stay tuned to see what shirtless dark guy has for us on his balcony tomorrow. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. On your way out, smash that like button for us. Let's get in that habit. Do it, do it, do it. Make sure you like the page as well. We'll talk to you Thursday at 2 p.m. on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.